Podlita. Working models who are working. Captions crunch. Podlita. Conspiracy theory. Top model math. Podlita. That's not very elderly. Hello and welcome to Pod Leadum. That's Top Model Podcast spelled what? Backwards. My name is Hannah Jane Ginsburg and I need Pinot Noir. <laughs> My name's J.W. Crump and precious, soft, fluffy, long and endless. And I'm Alexander Price and where the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, those quotes are also in character. <laughs> we are here today to discuss Cycle 11, Episode 11, Good Times and Windmills, or as I like to call it, The Girl Who Breaks Up With Sweaters. <laughs> I like it. I like that very much. And before we get into the episode, just as a reminder, you can support the show and become part of the Leadem Pod by going to anchor.fm slash podleadem. One more time, that's Anchor dot fm slash pod lead them and alexander do we have any new folks we do we have raven and john i really like that Mm -hmm. very good i think that's a very good potential like later cycle you know uh when they had the boys are in town or whatever that theme was you mean where (laughs) the boys are cycles would we ever have a contestant named raven I don't think, think so. so. I would write to like, I would write to like a, a Disney tween rom-com. Raven and John. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So go to anchor.fm slash podleadum or because I, I just figured this out. We have a link in each episode that you can just click. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. You don't even have to type with your keyboard and your stupid fingers. I love Not that. at all. <laughs> it's easy, breezy, and beautiful or however you say that in Dutch. we'll find out i did you either of you have um previously on notes i do yes perfect the previously ons all of them the one previously on tells us that some models got a chance to strut their stuff i would argue that everyone got the chance to do so Mm -hmm. though perhaps not all did i wrote the pink outfit with the hat that alina was wearing what was going on? I did we see that in the episode? No, maybe that was our lost go see. Oh, it must have been because maybe. it shows up, and I was like, "What the fuck is Alina wearing?" And then they ended up previously with these four solo shots of each of our remaining contestants mm-hmm. from the final panel. Each girl wearing the derpiest expression on her face. I don't like. Did they go through <laughs> minutes and minutes of footage to find the? They can't possible expression. Yes. It is the weirdest thing to me that they decided to always take the close-up shots when they get to this point where they're doing remaining girls and they say their names individually, that it's always right after someone got eliminated because they're sad and tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's them at their worst. Hot, like I limp. Wrung out, <laughs> just so like sweaty, but then the sweat has dried, and now it's <laughs> matted back to their face and their hair. It's the worst. Marjorie is hunching so much; she looks like she's trying to like hunch herself out of existence. Yeah, I do think it's interesting how much uh McKee stands out in her like red outfit, whereas everyone else had like a neutral color on. Not that McKee doesn't always stand out with her outfit. <laughs> <laughs> The intro music is weirdly sincere. We get a lot of weirdly sincere 
music cues this episode. Yeah, maybe now that Alina's gone, they're just like, can we bring back genuine emotion? (laughs) (laughs) I, okay, another, this cycle has been just all about breaking the world of Top Model. Because I can't get over that the three quotes that we get on these pictures inspired the photographer. Sure. Naturally fantastical credit to Miss J. Fine. And then my favorite shot of Sam from Paulina, but that means they're taking that quote from private panel. But here's like, beyond that, inspired the photographer. Why wouldn't you just say inspired and attribute it to Tyra, who was the photographer? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I can't get over the selection behind these. These And I have to figure out what producer, what director, what, what post person was in charge of picking the quotes because it has no rhyme or reason from episode to episode. I'm realizing what the problem is though, truly. Because we are seeing the quotes in real time and they're reacting to them, we don't know what the edit is. So it's very strange to have to edit in quotes that we may or may not have seen for one reason or another. It's just not a smart editing production decision but i also would argue i think that's definitely correct but i would argue why not see if you're going to do a close-up on them in every episode if you're going to see the photo if you're going to see the quotes they put up why in the edit wouldn't you try to select out those three moments and make sure they were in the episode that's what i mean though it feels like there we have two departments that don't speak to each what other coordinator wasn't talking to what other coordinator of these departments and i just i have to punctuate the representative from the land of fonts why are the Fonsylvania? Uh, we recognize the representative from Fonsylvania. Thank you. Why are the quotes and the names in two different fonts? I don't know. What kind of greeting card nightmare? <laughs> I like that Sam does the I can't do a cartwheel cartwheel. How quickly is she putting her hair in that ponytail? Like Instantly as soon as they get <laughs> off, they walk off and she already has this the rubber band on her wrist and she's like <laughs> You know how other people, when they, like, get casual, take out their ponytail? Sam, Sam's the opposite. In. As soon as she's casual. Whoop, Let me get comfortable. Pebbles Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Hannah, in a previous episode where you said that this was a cycle of contestants who knew their top model statistics? Mm-hmm. You were just more than correct because <laughs> the moment that I think it's Annalise says, McKee's the only one who hasn't been in the bottom two yet. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Though Sam was needling at Marjorie when she's like that ghosty thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just assumed you would be in the bottom two, and then you were. And you were. <laughs> oh. You two were the worst, and I hate you both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think Sam somehow <laughs> helped Marjorie turn a page in her life because Sam- get ready, new episode, new Marjorie. Is Sam also the one responsible for like running the hair dryer during Marjorie's confessional? <laughs> Probably. She's <laughs> <laughs> this episode starts something that we've discussed, but the show has not mentioned, which is that Tyra Mail is called Tyra Post. Well, and of course it's Annalie. Of course Annalie is the one who's like, Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. Well, it's not Tyra Mail. The we have first Kate. time. The first time, but later in the episode they do the same thing. It's as though one producer was like, I really put in a lot of time to make it post and no one said it. Can you please mention that it's supposed to be Tyra Post? They a- but, Amsterdam and, but they doesn't do it. have a mail system. They have a post, <laughs> post system. system. 
And we need Amsterdam to recognize the legitimacy of the Tyra post under its postal code. So. But they mentioned it so many times in this episode. <laughs> it's always a correction. It's never saying it correctly the first time. But I'm going to try to do an impression of the hyper sincere Annalie doing it for the first time, if I can. Please. I can't do the accent because I can't do anything but my own accent. But you understand. You, you feel the yo within. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, it's not even a Tyra mail. It's a Tyra post. <laughs> so sincere. <laughs> It's, it's, it's oddly, every episode, it feels like she started her adorable meter at like a two or a three first uh-huh. episodes. And every episode, she's like, click, 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 until she just becomes a care bear of a person. Well, this I feel like the show decided in this episode that Oddly is the heroine of One Tree Hill. Not wrong. Yes. Not wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also a show that I feel like, she is an actor probably was in at some point <laughs> she would have killed on like a on like a seven episode arc you know oh yeah mm-hmm. absolutely it is so funny to me i've noticed a pattern every time marjorie is coming to Annalie to barnacle friendship themselves <laughs> Annalie is always folding or putting up close <laughs> I feel yes, like Annalie do. starts doing something with clothes and Marjorie's like, she's trapped. <laughs> I can go now. She's with her laundry. JW, I cannot believe you just skipped over the fact that McKee apparently has a koala that now starts showing up everywhere. All the time. Was this the first appearance of it? Because I definitely saw it later. I must I missed it this time. This is the first appearance. It's very strange. And this is clearly not something she bought when she got to Holland, because that would be deranged but you are right though about Annalie and Marjorie Mm -hmm. we also Mm -hmm. need to recognize this episode and this is not shocking knowing what we know of Annalie but that girl can braid her hair so many beautiful braids all different directions all different placements I had the weirdest captions crunch I've encountered thus far (laughs) Annalie says I don't think you'd still be here like if you were not good I don't think you'd still be here the captions crunch says you'd still be here period i don't think (laughs) did someone's cursor move when they were typing up the captions oh absolutely and and someone (laughs) just someone you know sometimes you press return on that keyboard and you're like they get it (laughs) it's fine marjorie does something that i think a lot of young people do when she says when I lose my nerves, I lose my edge. And so I need to be at least a little bit nervous to be someone interesting. And I think a lot of people early on in, the, early on in their life journeys mm-hmm. mistake their neuroses for interesting characteristics. Yeah. yeah. I think so much of our lives is continuously shaping and evolving and figuring out what our personalities are. And, you know, I have to take that moment to remember we're dealing with 18 to 24 year olds, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Who, again, you know, as the as the person in the group who does those like, where are they now things at the end of our episodes, sometimes they seem like a completely different person. And I'm like, wow, that's so weird that they're so different. I'm like, wait, no, it's not JW. Yeah. How different are you in your 30s as compared to when you were 18? I don't even remember what I was like when I was 18, but I'm sure it was a booger. <laughs> like, not great. Uh-huh. This, is, this is like a pre- <laughs> slash early therapy stage for a lot of people where they're very afraid to lose the things that make them miserable because they defines them and yeah exactly they've used it as this defining characteristic for so long and also being judged on it on a weekly basis well yeah and here the show is like yeah you're right yeah (laughs) yeah 
that caught me off guard, Hannah. That was very funny. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You, you're a loser. Fix it. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> In addition to the sincere music, the music continues to carry a lot of the weight of this episode because we now have strobe editing to the beat. So it's just like cut, 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 cut. And it was just like, this is too much happening all at it's once. It's like the show said, oh, you wanted to see a transition. The editor and the sound editor fell in love this cycle. Yes. <laughs> that model and oh. everything. Big jump. All right, Hannah, write the romance novel. <laughs> so one of my favorite establishing moments in the show so far is Annalise saying, yes. we walk into this beautiful building from inside that building. <laughs> I don't like to over mention it, but it's how I love every time on Drag Race. They're like, it's a new day in a workroom. Every single episode, <laughs> every time they enter, we're like, we know. I recognize it. <laughs> the second part of that quote, though, is the only way to describe the situation. Yes. And there is Paulina, and she's surrounded by these very curiously stocked tables. And that is so accurate. Yes. Curiously stocked tables is brilliant i gotta say given the last year the events of the world seeing a big table full of toilet paper <laughs> i reacted <laughs> i don't know if you guys saw one table so you know the table with the seashell mm -hmm. it also had a cordless phone that you know paulina <laughs> used to call the, them on their shell phone like paulina had that cordless phone and was holding it but there was also For a phone sure. table. There was also a phone table, but there was a phone near the shell. <laughs> Curiously stocked. What do we think of this Paulina purple look with the teeny tiny yellow belt? Don't like the belt. I wasn't super mad at it. I like the color on her, but did we go through a period of teeny tiny belts? Yes. yes. Okay, because we haven't had a like a, a fashion trend, like our ombre sunglasses and mm. things in a while, but I've noticed a lot of teeny tiny Belts, which I feel like are just hard to hold up things. They don't. It's a fashion so moment. Oh, okay. It's a cinching moment. There's a lot of effort put into the portion of this episode, curiously, about using your senses. Yes. Which isn't what's happening. No, you have to not use your senses. Because 90% of the time, we sell stuff without speaking. And McKee furiously nods because McKee's like... 100% of the time I sell stuff without speaking. I, I can't sell stuff if I speak. Mm -mm. This is not about senses. It's about reacting to things. Yeah. Sure. I'm shocked they didn't say it's about emotions because we know how they feel about emotions and reactions. And in an ongoing, similar to Annalise, um, we're already in this warehouse sentence, they let Sam say, of the fish, of the herring, I believe it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It looks like someone caught it, gutted it, and threw it in the bucket. Well, yeah, yeah yes. that's literally what happened, Sam. That is why <laughs> it looks like that, because that's what it is. Although I do like her little, um, is this sanitary? It isn't. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. There's not, not an ice chip to be found. <laughs> Paulina's description of these women is very telling of how Paulina feels about these women. Regardless of how they did, McKee, her portrayal of the census was all very model-like. What if she had actually been asked to portray a sense? McKee, uh, you are hearing. <laughs> it would have been model-like. You are smell. 
Oh, this sounds so close to a real top model photo shoot for like a top five. Yeah. Because there are five senses, right? I'm not making that yeah. up. Nope. <laughs> but we only saw them do four. She says that Marjorie is believable, which is the stretchiest stretch. Oh, I, I get it in the sense that Marjorie doesn't have a poker face. Mm. You know what Marjorie is thinking, real or not. So when it is something, it is believable because you're like, you can't be pretending. But then Paulina talks about her two least favorite people in this competition. She says, Annalie is a very natural actress. But was she aware of the camera? No, she was not. And then fully calls Sam a clown. <laughs> She's good at being happy because she's so stupid is basically what she said. I do like, it's a very small thing, but I love Marjorie's strawberry sweater. I did too. That is cute. Mm -hmm. I gotta say, it doesn't get talked about enough because of the chain maleness of the McKee fashion of it all and Sam (laughs) being so bad at it. Marjorie can dress. And we don't get to say a lot of good thing about Marjorie. And I wonder why they never bring it up. She has cute clothes. So cute. The little, yeah. the little overall thing that she used to wear. And I'm truly surprised this show wasn't like, look at all this French fashion. Right. Like, not that that's what it is, but I can't believe Tyra held back. You can't be awkward and have cute clothes. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. once. Paulina seems surprised that this lesson was potentially helpful. Paulina calls out the show like, yeah. well, yeah. shock this worked. To be <laughs> fair, though. When has this show, this cycle shown us that the teach and what we're about to see are going to have any impact on each other? So never. And this, this leads, that is the perfect segue to when they are back. And there's one of my favorite moments that I understand what McKee's saying, but also hasn't been proven in this cycle because they get their tire mail and Sam goes, I'm thinking commercial and we're going to have to use our expressions. And the McKee goes completely deadpan. Well, that's what our teach was on today. So, (laughs) But also, that's not really been true. At all. Ever. But I just love that McKee's like, Sam, stop guessing out loud for the camera. (laughs) This is a house that we get the Tyra Mills. We don't need to say it out loud anymore. This typewriter music as we head to Amsterdam (laughs) Worldwide, which... Okay, let me tell you about Amsterdam Worldwide. Right before you do, because I know this is going to be a classic Alexander deep dive. (laughs) We, I can't get past Marjorie's confessional where she talks about pushing her self-doubts further along and just <laughs> does this little weird gentle hand wave as if she's just like flicking them away because Marjorie is a different person, person mm-hmm. as portrayed in this episode, like a different person Body as nature. Alina leaving changed who she fundamentally was. I think she's just finally comfortable now that she's been in Europe for a full week. Well, honestly, maybe, but also was Alina such a drip? I mean, that it drained Marjorie, Marjorie having to deal with this teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Now, please, Alexander, tell us all about Amsterdam Worldwide. Of course, we know the full fucking address for Amsterdam Worldwide because that's we could do a top model tour in Amsterdam. Uh, so, we should. What is very strange is there is no actual website for Amsterdam Worldwide. Instead, there it's mentioned on like LinkedIn and Twitter and like it's it's a real thing and still exists. But if you Amsterdam Worldwide is a subsidiary of the very strangely named 
Amsterdam Berlin, which is also a lesser subsidiary of Amsterdam Paris. That was worldwide the smallest subsidiary. Yeah, but Amsterdam Worldwide was the location first. And if you go to AmsterdamWorldwide.com, it just sends you to Amsterdam Berlin. And this is a real company. They like work with like Mitsubishi and like Jägermeister and Adidas. This is I don't know why this is so complicated. Amsterdam Berlin. Amsterdam was this a company Paris. that they never thought was going to be big? So they're like, it just, the name doesn't matter. It'll Whatever. never come up again. Who cares? It was like a cover for an illegal business that then actually got really successful. That was Plastina Tortellini's or whatever her name was. Kornikova. <laughs> I love that anytime you don't remember a last name, it's always just a pasta. <laughs> oh, we meet I... Richard Gorodecki. We also meet Paulina's long pony and bangs, which I didn't mind. <laughs> and they together present the sports shoe ad that these girls will be auditioning was for. Was it a shoe ad? It was definitely sportswear, right? Yes. Crazy. My favorite part is Richard Gorodecki pointing out to them which one is the male model and which one is them. <laughs> a rare time when I think a quick little cute joke worked. Do I like that for once it felt like the models knew what the actual commercial was going to look like? Yes, that's the power of storyboards, hey. my friend. It felt like was... this was a real commercial that would av- not involve them, obviously. Right. Someone yeah. else. But might have aired. Yeah. And I appreciate that the storyboard artists used Annalise likeness in the storyboards. <laughs> <laughs> so then we meet one of the bigger, when we get male models, they're of the rib variety. We don't necessarily get big names. This is a giant name that comes waltzing in this is mark vanderloo who is like it, you can't I, I tried to do a research and i was like oh there's too much yeah mm-hmm. oh for sure he I and mean, they all immediately recognized him yeah he was the inspiration for one of the inspirations for zoolander the name zoolander Absolutely. And also, if you're a video game person, I didn't know this. His likeness was used as the default model for the male version of Commander Shepard in the Mass Effect video game series for like the first three. So he's literally such a like model, like default person of handsomeness (laughs) that he was the video games. Oh, you want a person? This is Mark. (laughs) It's also weird for the show to have someone here who is so professional and competent. Yeah. And doesn't, I, I don't know if either of you felt anything like this, but I never got any creepy vibes or anything either. Seems nope. super professional. Yep. No, I, yeah, no, not at all. And that's so important in like an underwear model and a model that needs to interact with a lot of people. And they're about to do Sam's favorite or least favorite thing, depending on the sentence, kissing. Yep. <laughs> it felt like, it kind of felt like when she's like, Calvin Klein model want to kiss on that guy with that dick in those underwear it felt very she felt real horny in that moment but only in the abstract yeah I think when she was like like forgive me but Sam was ready to like go to her bunk and think about kissing Mark Vanderlei sure. uh-huh. what she thought about actually doing it she was like oh we'll both be there that's weird <laughs> yeah and McKee seems not happy about this no it is so funny now the prize is a real good prize too now the way that i think it is i like a shopping spree prize especially when you can get model basics because they're going to get ten thousand dollars of g-star which is a (laughs) denim company i do not think that g-star is model basics premier denim (laughs) (laughs) 
jeans. <laughs> Annalie did not seem excited about this prize. Annalie seemed <laughs> so disinterested in this prize. Well, because That's awesome. Anna- really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Annalie's like, is there going to be a peace sign, Jean? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) So as we said a second ago, this is a very believable commercial. The one thing I did not believe about this process was this teeny tiny treadmill. Yes. Why can't they just run in place? Yes. Also, why was Mark upstage of the person auditioning? And then like had literally having to back up. I need to talk about this because the whole point is that they are selling this without dialogue. So it's all their facial expressions. And Paulina and Richard are at the wrong angle for them to see any facial expressions. Mark is in the wrong place. Mark is in the wrong place. Well, either way, like, there's so many ways, Alexander, this could have changed. (laughs) Oh, my God. It would have made so much more sense to get rid of the treadmill and have the girls actually run in a loop so they can go back past him twice Instead of him backing up and coming forward again. Maybe this was just a treadmill in Richard's office. And he's like, I'm going to use my treadmill. It's my working treadmill for meetings. Also, as we know from the cell-shaded storyboards, he is in a cab. So, theoretically, they would need to be looking down at him. Yet he is... Also true. He's just standing. He's, he's not even on a chair. You no, could have just had him in a chair. That would have made so much more sense. Now, we've said treadmill. You know who can't say treadmill? <laughs> I'm so glad you're about to bring this up. (laughs) Samantha goes, treadmill. (laughs) We didn't have a second take on. This is an episode. Does Sam also later say windmill? Yep. (laughs) I I double L words just aren't her friends. I literally wrote down tread dot 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 mule. Okay, here's a theory I have because you know how Sheena couldn't pronounce alcohol. <laughs> they have been learning some some like, you know, basic Dutch language. And we've especially said Sam has. So they're now mixing together a Dutch accent with their American words because this has only happened in Holland. <laughs> Does that make sense? No. no. Do I like my theory? Yes. <laughs> Annalie is the only one that looks like a runner. Like sh- this is just Annalie. Annalie is so good in this a as jw pointed out she was literally in the storyboard already <laughs> b her flirting is so much better than it would need to be for this kind of ad even even mark looks impressed yes she just wins this but she doesn't but <laughs> no the living bobblehead of a person i'm gonna say it right now this is heavy foreshadowing i think losing this hurts on for the rest of the competition mentally I think she has now thought of herself as this commercial, great on-camera actor, which Mm -hmm. she is. And then I think this loss here impacts the last episode of the season. You can't even call Marjorie a bobblehead. She's a wagglehead. (laughs) It's not going up and down. It's going side to side to side to side to side. So fast. And it's also... Do I think that there is, I do like in a casting process, someone giving you a very different version of something because sometimes in this case, apparently the client wants to go in a really different direction. And Richard even says that it was unexpected. It was a different choice. Do I even think that I can justify Marjorie maybe being your second choice? If you really want to go way different. Yeah. Yes. Because there's a clear loser. Oh my God. And then there's, 
I only liked one moment from Samantha's. I actually really liked when she turned her head and mouthed, oh my God. It was a lot, but I was like, you were trying to do anything towards the judges. I get that. Yeah, but it was it was very like kids sitcom. Oh, oh yeah. was it Disney Channel original? What movie? I like about yes. you. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Amanda Bot is Samantha Amanda Bynes. Uh, She's well not, not got that energy. Yeah. So Marjorie wins. Marjorie, you were awkward and kind of scary. You win. <laughs> is it just Paulina favoring yes. Marjorie? Paulina hates Annalise. Annalise so much. Like, why can you not just give her the thing that she obviously won? And I think this, you know, thinking back on it, Paulina has done a lot of these mini challenges and has been in control of who wins a lot of these mini challenges. Mm-hmm. It's very She's suspicious. the point that this time she even makes Richard say it. So it doesn't seem like it's coming from her. But she goes like, say it. Say who Say it, Richard. I can't. I'm too, I'm too excited about premium denim. <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> you have $10,000, Paulina. You don't have to be jealous. Just go with them. To spend on jeans. <laughs> and of course, Marjorie picks Annalie. So Annalie still gets the prize, but not the glory. And they head to G-Star Raw, which was apparently originally called Gap Star. Oh, I bet that had to change. Yes, that's why yeah. they're like, no. And, okay, y'all, you thought my deep dive for Amsterdam Worldwide was a little conspiracy theory. J.M. Von Tilburg, who is listed as the representative for G-Star, <laughs> you can't find him as that. This is either, because the, the, the founder of it, and it was founded in 1989, so think about that time. Does this person... Look like someone who founded a jean company in 1989 because the founder was Joss Von Tilburg. And this is J.M. Von Tilburg. Is this his son? We don't know. But he's listed at other companies as the CEO of this. Other... There is there is mischief now, afoot. The emperor I... has no jeans. <laughs> <laughs> did I like getting as close as possible to seeing J.W. in a Tyron? Yes, I did. <laughs> I got to just imagine that M upside down. And I haven't had a Ken get it. J.M. Von Tilburg, real human being or not, very cute in J.W. Crumb's eyes. How do you want to split the $10,000 evenly? Like, of course. It was cute, though. I'm not saying it wasn't cute. I'm saying I would, I hope one cycle, when they get the chance to do this, they don't. Because <laughs> so oh, You far, get to come, but you get $10. You want them to, you want them to pull, like, a full challenge? And just yes. be like, I'll take all the money. I want one Johnny Bananas to Sarah moment. One like, Ashley to Hunter moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe we do both of those famous <laughs> moments. But you know what? It fucked them both up for future challenges. So don't do it on top model. Yep, absolutely. Because and I actually liked it was cute, even though I think Adelie would say something different when she explained, Marjorie explained why. And she's like, because we're best buds. Which was cute in a summer camp way. I think they are best buds in a begrudging older sister to younger sister kind of way. I feel in a way where like Annalise saved Marjorie's life and is now responsible (laughs) for her (laughs) for the rest of their journey together. I just feel like here's the slightest difference. I think Marjorie would say like she did because we're best buds. I feel like if this was switched, Annalise would be like, because she's my best friend in the house. Mm. Yes. Like, I think yes. that would have been that slight little adjustment. A fine distinction, but very real. <laughs> One of the things that we see Marjorie has bought is an Alina leather jacket, which made me think, did she not like a- Alina because she 
would have cribbed her style and it's like Fuck, i can't have that <laughs> she looked good in that leather jacket too she and that's did. that's not the normally her style it feels I, like i thought they shopped the wall very successfully mm-hmm. they did what was not successful uh, it was so quick you could miss it the mannequin at the front of the store as they leave <laughs> is wearing a bucket hat a blue pleather short sleeved jacket dress with a flared jenko jean boot cut <laughs> they're like can we just get the most denim onto this tour dresses that turn into pants for riding bicycles and motorbikes. <laughs> <laughs> so why do none of them know what going dutch means like that's a popular phrase this is the one you don't figure out this is the one but it, no here's the thing though i'm gonna i'm gonna defend these girls Finally, we get a pun that fully makes sense, right? Tomorrow you'll be going Dutch, but you're going to have to give 100%. It's a math joke that is correct. So give it up for whoever wrote that Tyra post. Except that going Dutch never comes into the final shoot. No. You would think that they were going to do two shots where they had to share the photo. Yeah. And see which one stood out more or something or who didn't pull focus. Oh, no, the pun was literally just like, you were going to do something that's real Dutch. Dutch windmills. Not okay with it. Not, it was nothing. You should be okay with it. It was so basic. I thought, what does Google answers the clear success successor to Yahoo answers say about the definition of going Dutch and be prepared to be grossed out. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sexually going Dutch implies a platonic involvement, usually a sign that neither party is interested in pursuing a romantic connection. But when a man picks up the tab, it also lets a woman know that he values her company and is willing to invest in their date. Google answers. Yikes forever. <laughs> in his face. Also, I don't know if it's like I need like more a... men to start investing in our dates. <laughs> I don't know if it's a problematic phrase or not, but going Dutch just means you each pay for your own part of the yeah. meal. Yes. Splitting the check, essentially. I've used that both romantically and in friendships. Both. Yeah. That's how I break up with a friend. I ask if we can go Dutch. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is the end. You're not interested in me sexually. <laughs> I love Annalie just describing Marjorie as just kind of spastic all the time now. Because it's time <gasps> to bring the gang of boating street urchins over. Marjorie calls the Sloopies. Okay, so <laughs> I... I forgot that it was the Sloopies. I had no, I, I had I, no memory of it being these you know particular it men. It can't be Mark Vanderloo, right? He's way too big for this. Yeah. Oh. He, he forgot that this happened as soon as it was over. Oh, he didn't remember a name. No, but the Sloopies. <laughs> and then we get a flashback of them clearly getting their number. What? Uh. Also, did Alina Sloopy come? Yes, he did. There were five men that came. Why is Samantha wearing an apron? Yes, she because she doesn't want this. Fair. Well, in a rebuke to past cycles, we learn a somewhat surprising fact that... No one drinks but Marjorie in this house. Yeah. And I would say surprising just because, I don't know, in past cycles, we, it feels like a lot of people drink, typically, or we just see it, you know? It almost feels like they weren't allowed to drink. Because the way Marjorie asks for wine, I mean Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. <laughs> which she immediately throws out the window because what does she have? White wine. She has for white wine. What the fuck? Do you not know what Pinot Noir is? What's going on? But She'll just oh, take anything. You can't, like, you can't, you can't buy Pinot Noir on a sloopy salary. <laughs> yeah, there is definitely some grain vodka involved. Yes. 
Also, before the men get there and Marjorie wants to know where the fuck they are because she's so fucking ready, <laughs> McKee is sitting in the tiniest chair at this counter. Because all of the furniture in this house is tiny. Or beanbags. <laughs> There's only two ranges. Also, this is the first time I noticed how giant this tea kettle is because we have the, all the girls lined up in front of the island. And the tea kettle is like... It's like a double stacked tea kettle. Now, we should say that this party is probably the most realistic house party that we've ever had because it does start cute, wholesome, charades, Mm -hmm. whatever, and then gets too sloppy. Like, and that's how most actual parties happen, right? There's like a middle weird stage where McKee is, of course, wrestling. That was the best moment. How McKee didn't get a bruise or bruise someone else is beyond me. Never been happier than when she yelled, I got his head. Also, Marjorie does the thing that is not a favorite of mine, where she's like, oh my god, I'm so drunk, I'm slurring, said the clearest Marjorie has ever spoken. (laughs) Sam is, of course, playing cards and magic tricks. Can can you just imagine that Sloopy, like, pulling a quarter out from her ear and her being like, what, how? (laughs) (laughs) It's actually pulled out, it's actually pulled out from that top pony. But it's kind of, for a little while, this is the cute, wholesome speed dating scenario Until that they all got. Now, let me say this. Annalie, not a party gal. Doesn't like a party. No, she's like pre-cleaning. That's yeah. her fun. Yes. Yeah. I also think, and we'll see it later, Annalie, this is clearly Annalie and her own friends, that she is the person that mm-hmm. they'll go out and she doesn't drink mm-hmm. because yep. she knows if she's not the responsible one, none of these other women are going to be the responsible one. And so she's like, well, okay. I'll oh, Annalie, you wouldn't have to be responsible with me. <laughs> <laughs> so truth or dare, make out with that one. I dare you to kiss a guy around here as much as possible in 10 seconds. What was that you dare? tell me what does that mean? <laughs> I think it's kiss as many men in 10 seconds as you can. Is I, I also think, thought that's kind of I what it do as many separate kisses as possible. <laughs> Marjorie takes it to be continue one kiss for, for 10, 10 minutes. <laughs> Who is it that just goes, oh, she's still going? <laughs> I think it's Sam. Oh my gosh. Okay, there when they're in this not enough suds tub, but at least everyone's fully clothed. <laughs> sort of. Well, Marjorie <laughs> is part of this was Audley being like, Marjorie, why are you getting in the tub with your clothes on? Like that's how I know she's way too drug. <laughs> that's Marjorie normally that top comes right off when she gets in the tub. <laughs> and the the person that she's with goes, Come on, let's get married. And Marjorie's Bernard. Well, now that's the response, but she just goes, Bernard. It's like not agreeing, not disagreeing. The only names we get are Max and Bernard. These men, speaking to Annalie, are incredibly gross. Yep. Yeah. I was very proud of Annalie. So proud. I think a lot of women, I know I have, have been in the situation where you get pressured to basically not be a buzzkill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is very good friending. Mm -hmm. And just taking care of herself and respecting herself and making sure that they're all respected in the situation i was very proud and it's it's the right for this situation where you're dealing with people who are inebriated at this level it's that right amount of firmness mm-hmm. and trying to be just soft enough to be like i'm not backing down from this 
this is what's going to happen, but I'm staying very even keeled because I don't want this situation to get argumentative. To be very clear, this is not happening. And I also appreciated that she never slut shamed Marjorie. She no. was yeah. like, I just don't want her to make an ass out of herself. Yeah. Yeah. It also felt like, and this is sadly a w- the world that we're in, but like, Anneli was like, I don't want this to go tits up. So I have to keep my voice at this level so that y- violence like i realize there's camera people here but like this is a bad situation mm-hmm. it seemed like it took forever to get these men to leave and it's they're also strangers mm-hmm. yeah like yeah they spend some time with them but only doesn't know them doesn't know uh, you know again like you said it's unfortunate that this is true but she doesn't know these men so she doesn't know how they're going to react to being told no in this way you know mm-hmm. Um, I also Although appreciated not, that Sam... And- knowing men is not a guarantee of things going well. Of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course, of course. Sorry, I just needed I d- to it in. No, no, no. And I didn't mean to imply that. Yeah. Uh, but and but I, it's just know. an added barrier of mm-hmm. entry. We're just yeah. like, I don't... Well, and there's literally more of them than there are of the women. Mm-hmm. I did love that moment of McKee saying, dude, I'll come in there and haul you out by your trousers. Yeah, Sam and McKee get involved too. And things get a lot more firm of like, we're done. You gotta leave. You got, you need to understand. Don't tip forward. Don't try to be cute. Just put your shirt on and get out of my house. So creepy. Yeah. These like obvious moves. Mm -hmm. The next morning, Marjorie is literally the worst fucking person ever. Hug. Morning hug. Herbie, that means she gives that, tries to get a hug every morning. Mm -hmm. But this whole thing of like, well, I was really drunk and uh, they weren't, so they could take care of me. (laughs) And I'm like, you suck. You suck. Yeah. This Marjorie loving to use her friends in this way was, uh, I, I want to give benefit of doubt that she was trying to like make a little joke, but it was a bad timing and poorly delivered. If that's the truth. Like if imagine if Annalie wasn't doing that and you didn't have McKee and Sam also like, not. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into fun stuff. Like Sam's aggressive side part. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the gorgeous Dutch countryside. I love it lie <laughs> does it feel like mr j stuck <laughs> yes yes he's like maybe i'll be as big of an asshole as i possibly can be and then someone will fire me mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very bad energy and every episode he's gotten further and further away from the models when he's saying stuff <laughs> <laughs> devastatingly accurate <laughs> yeah so they're gonna have extreme hair and makeup in the general vicinity of a windmill and all completely different setups with different props and different general concepts for the outfits. Just the least created equal thing we've gotten in a while. Fun windmill fact. Every windmill has a name. Nope. And every windmill has been chronicled in a database with a history and purpose. So you can learn all about individual windmills. I was going to make a joke that every windmill has a story, but apparently it's true. Yep. <laughs> Every wind mule has a story. <laughs> is it a name like how we name Storm? So like one windmill is just like Jessica. I didn't look that far into it. but <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because, you know, they might have names like the, you know, like more proper like city sounding names. Or is it like, I just want them to be people like how we name like Hurricane Larry. And to whatever. be fair, if we follow the logic of Amsterdam, it's probably like Jeremiah Hill windmill or something. <laughs> oh. Bury me at Jeremiah Hill. <laughs> we meet Barry Hooligy. And I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, uh, listeners, that was the quickest Hannah's ever reacted. It was a good, strong eyebrow. Mm. 
with a well-sculpted chin. And, and I hey, do not need much more than that. And hey, good photographer, too, mm-hmm. on top of everything else. Jay, though, does not even attempt the last name. Nope. This is Bari. Bari. <laughs> he just kind of half says his first name and then fades out. Just, like, looks to the side. This jump cut to the middle of Annalie's shoot. Mr. J just spends the entirety of that shoot where Annalie does a great job the whole time reading her. Yep. Ty- Tyra will like that. Oh, she wants to jump. Hey, you give a girl a rake and suddenly she becomes a model. Just eat it. Just I I kind of wish, and spoiler for the winner of this cycle, I kind of wish Annalie had won out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> And then immediately got in the contract and just torn it right into. <laughs> Set it on fire. Yeah. Immediately. The friendship that we've seen grow over time with Sam and Anda and Masha. Mosh, reaches peak. Mosh. Yeah. Reaches peak friendship when Sam's just making fun of the clothes <laughs> to their faces. And they're like, yeah, they are pretty stupid. They are. They are. Pretty stupid. Cropped rain poncho with a high collar (laughs) props were needed for this shoot because when we see sam have to walk forward why which it's skipping ahead but later when mckee again mckee will never let the show get away with anything says oh it's really weird that you had to walk yeah it it was because those are hard to walk in and i feel like they just did it because sam was so bad at the clog walking challenge a couple of episodes ago and the ground is really difficult to walk on i imagine it's It's not mushy i bet yeah Yeah, this was a muddy field (laughs) i loved sutan comforting sam clearly loves her emotional support Mm -hmm. i all of the crew seem to adore samantha which tells you a lot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then mckee gets the best setup because she actually gets a setup. Uh, not only does she get a setup, but she gets multiple props, multiple things. It's Mr. Jay's like, she loves to climb on stuff. I'm like, because she had stuff to climb yeah. on. Mr. J writes her dating profile. McKee <laughs> loves chains, walls, and climbing up on stuff. Uh... open for anything (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite thing on dating profiles when everyone's like i'm not gonna choose if i want to say i'm dating relationship or casual whatever whatever (laughs) yeah back at the house marjorie continues to drink hey at least those dudes left the wine i think they just forgot it did they drink only the grain vodka maybe (laughs) we get some grade a plus top model math when marjorie goes it's top three and then top two <laughs> and then I guess winner, but that's not Marjorie's goal is just Top second two. place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to take you on the journey of my notes. Thank you. Because recognizing the photo shoot that we just saw, uh-huh. I wrote, oh, I can't wait to see this Tyra photo. <laughs> and then when it came up, I wrote, and she's holding clogs. Won't even wear them. Oh, no. She's sitting there holding clogs in her hand. Oh, no, no, no. She won't be putting those on. We did get to see a lot of uh, Jimmy DeYonker in action during mm-hmm. this little behind the scenes. Never mad is, at that. Yeah. 
Her panel outfit is fine. I'm going to say I really liked this one. I like the black studded arm cuff. I kind of wish she'd kept her hair from the couple of last previous episodes, Mm -hmm. but I didn't mind the... I liked the outfit. I agree. I would have loved something besides a silver shoe. I would have loved like a brightly colored shoe to offset all of this like complete black outfit. But I was like, good for you, Tyra. This is probably the best we've seen in a long time. McKee, however, is auditioning Mm. to play young Liza Minnelli. Every time I look at it, I get more angry. It's so bad. And her hair. Part of me feels like once the judges praised the chainmail look, she was like, I'm just going to see how far I can push this. (laughs) What can I convince them to like? Will they like anything? Will they lie? (laughs) I'm just going to come in sneakers and a bra. (laughs) No, that's too little. McKee's thing is, how much can I put on? She'd be like, sneakers on my elbows. (laughs) Anna Lee looks amazing in these suspenders. She looks so hot. (laughs) This is, and it's a great because it's a different look because she's kind of a sundress person most of the time. So a completely different outfit that looks so nice. I, man, I can't believe how much I've grown to really love Anna Lee, how she presents, how she like takes the challenges how she photographs and our guest judge with not enough fanfare is Anne Choquette Anne Choquette when she when Tyra calls her sexy Anne Choquette gives the correct response of okay I thought she was so like wholesomely pleased she was like oh me too (laughs) I I put that it was the polite shrug from Anne Choquette (laughs) because she because Tyra goes hard. Like I'm glad that you retired sexy watch before yeah, this, Hannah. I'm God because she calls everyone sexy and doesn't call Enchiquette that at first, and then I think remembers what the bit she was doing. It goes and yes, she's sexy, and then Enchiquette's like, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a I'm a professional in my field, but okay. Tyra then describes this shoot as avant-garde chicks playing against the obvious scenario of windmills. <laughs> the obvious scenario of windmills. What, what is, is, the, what the, is <laughs> the obvious windmill scenario? I think what she meant <laughs> is that... Please, please. It was an obvious scenario to do something with windmills while in Holland. But then I was like, but that's only true because Top Model is so basic about their <laughs> understandings of Amsterdam. Bogs, windmills. That's literally been Dutch. Oh, and and boat. Don't you forget boat, Alexander. I wish they just like stacked all of them. So it's like, you're going to be a hooker standing in front of a windmill, riding a bicycle, smoking a joint. Honestly, it (laughs) sounds like something they would do. Wearing clogs. In a giant clog. (laughs) And Sheena, don't make it hoot. They also, she also says before we get into it, she said that you were on the prairies of Holland. It's a marshland, not a prairie. It's not, a, there are no prairies in Holland. So annoyed. And you know how we know? Because there's no prairie dogs. Well, <laughs> and there are no little houses. <laughs> yeah. We have references for prairies, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Mickey is first. So I'm going to say it right now. This is not a good photo in my eyes. I don't think it's no. nearly as good as they praise it for. And I actually have, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I actually think it might end up being my least favorite once we discuss all four. I think her face looks great. You yeah. do? I think, th- I thought the close up was stronger than the wide. I think uh, she looks like a little rabbit. <laughs> I, I, I agree with Hannah. I like the close up better than the long shot. The long shot, 
kind of to me almost went back to two obvious fighter boxer stuff from like the voting shoot. It looks like she's pulling the windmill. <laughs> I honestly think she had a better shot. Uh huh. But every photo they pick for her has to have some variation of, and you moved your neck to the side. That's Tyra. Tyra influence. told her. Because Tyra yeah. picks them. And so she's like, well, we're going to always have that. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, when she was on the blade, it was yeah. so much better. She did a lot of interesting things. Like, you can't say that she wasted this setup. No. And they just didn't pick any of them, but still fall all over themselves for the photo. Yeah, it just, I didn't, I wasn't blown away by this one. You weren't swept away? I was trying to make a windmill-esque thing. I'm becoming a panel member. Also, <laughs> they we talked about it a little bit, but I can't believe they tell her that they love her outfit it's crazy it's, it's a troll it's not though here's the problem is now that they've said yes to that chain mail outfit how are they going to critique something else i guess they set themselves up for failure they thought this would be a one-time thing they have told other girls that they need to wear pants at panel that's true <laughs> that's true anyways marjorie is next i'm not sure why they chose this photo there is something fashion about this photo. I, I'll say it. I like this photo. I like it too. I think as a whole thing, it works. Now, is her film good? Maybe not. But like Tyra basically says, but this one, you know, stood out to me. This one was really good. And it is. And it's also the kind of thing you would hire Marjorie for. And also, I think she got some of the better styling for the kind of dreary background so that she pops out of it. That is I true. I just noticed a very strange thing. Um, she's only wearing one clog. No. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> now it's even more avant-garde. <laughs> it just feels like maybe a commentary on the night before with the Sloopies. But here's the thing. And here's why I feel bad for Marjorie this episode. Her demeanor at panel is fine. It's professional. She is standing comfortably. She has a petite smile on her face. Nothing is wrong with this. Except... Oh, wow, you take those nerves away and suddenly you're really boring. The opposite of nerves isn't boring, Marjorie. We hate you now. And I actually appreciated her response of I'm just being attentive and then kind of laughing. Like She's like, you asked me to do this. Mm-hmm. I almost went home because of this. The show fully for the rest of the episode until her eventual departure just says, oh, we messed you up. Whoopsie poopsie. Mm-hmm. bad. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like Tyra's like, oh, do you really like her, Paulina? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> How can I ruin that? <laughs> Sam says no more sweaters. That sweater was perfectly fine. Do I think it looks better without it? Yeah, yeah, in a model basics way, sure. But they act like it's the wrongest thing that's ever happened. And she did so well with every other thing, including her hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And gets no credit for that. Gets no credit for improving. The hair was the worst offender. Yeah, and I feel like for some reason they've decided they're so mad at how Sam dresses that they can't get over it anymore. But in the past, they would have been like, oh, just actually take the sweater off. Just throw it away. Great. Now, Mm -hmm. that's perfect. Like, it would have been so much more, like, casual and nice. I'm like, oh, Sam, what are we going to do with you, Sam? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sam, we want you to... Sam. Sam, the mall's closed. Sam. (laughs) I'm not a fan of Sam's face in this photo. I'm not either. It's, it looks it, poopy. I love the body language. The body's great. Mm-hmm. This is almost the opposite of McKee's photo to me in some ways. Uh, for agree. me personally, I like McKee's close up, but I didn't. I don't love Sam's. But then I love the body so much. 
Did you appreciate the top model math that we discovered, JW, of <gasps> Sam's last seven frames were good, but the 53 before that were not good? Which now means it's 60 total instead of 50 or 75. <laughs> yes. It just must change from shoot to shoot arbitrarily. Maybe when there are fewer of them, they gradually get more frames. This was also, I mean, that kind of makes sense just for timing purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I also think it's interesting that the show allowed it to be edited in that Tyra clearly doesn't read Mr. J's notes until right at the moment because she said, oh, I was looking. This is interesting because it proves two things. One, that Tyra looks at the photos independently and she does look at every photo. Mm -hmm. Or it really heavily implies that because she's like, until the last five or so, it was just nothing, Sam. Let's see what Mr. J said. Oh, he said, well, the last seven frames are good. Ha, ha, ha. Either and I was she's like, that or she's a really good actress. But I don't think that, that no. is true. You, I've seen her scenes <laughs> in Glee. You know that's not true. I've seen Coyote Ugly more than once. She plays a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, oh, this is both shows that Tyra does more work than sometimes we assume and also way less. Yes. Yeah. Anna Lee is me in this photo because I'm also very good at jumping. In you photos. are. You are. This photo is so much better than every Everyone other Everyone else's. <laughs> and it actually is the only one, and they do say it, to be fair, that references the idea of a windmill, whether or not it was intentional. Helena yeah. is so mad that she has to compliment Anna Lee. She's like, yeah, it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> so pissed. The one thing I don't like about this photo, and it's not her fault. It is the fact that the necklace is covers up a little bit of her neck and face. Yeah, I didn't even know what it. I didn't even know what it was at first. An outfit, an outfit. She got a hula hoop around her waist. Oh, Hannah, you don't have a closet full of of skirts that just go on top and also don't cover anything. (laughs) Let let me go through my extensive collection of hoop skirts. (laughs) But this is why this photo is so good. There are two moments of magic in this photo. The, the idea that she's balancing on this rake, mm-hmm. it looks photoshopped. Yep. And yes. the fact that she is able to jump in clogs and the clogs are on her feet. How? And angled in such a way that it doesn't look like they're about to flop off or anything yeah. too. Her toes must have been gripping so hard. So Anshaket clearly didn't get to visit craft services before <laughs> because when she talk, starts talking about Annalie, who you can just see in Anchoquette's eyes, it's like, 17 yes. magazine. Yes. She's like, I love that you can pull off this like high fashion photo and in front of us, you're just so sweet and nice, like the sugary cupcake, licorice, uh, Malabar, Snickers. <laughs> like, just that one like, banana. <laughs> bagel, cream cheese. Can I? <laughs> Anchoquette just gets up like, okay, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. But Anne loves Audelie. Mm-hmm. She oh, is yeah. ready to give her the 17 magazine cover spread. Now we will see which one of you is being swept away by the wind and being sent back to America. <laughs> I like to be in America. <laughs> Private panel. Guys, do you know how horse races work? It's when you watch a horse race, you have to see whose nose is sticking out further than the other horse's noses. And that's how you know who won. <sighs> the horse who crosses first wins. <laughs> Tyra's bits in this panel that none of them fly and no one is here for any of them. They don't fly. They don't land. And you know who's the least here for them? 
quiet goddess in the show, <laughs> who sometimes, while Tyra is directly speaking to her and doing a bit, and just turns away and looks at another camera. My, like, my, my final note on private panel is, does Anne hate Tyra? <laughs> I wonder if this is our last Anchoquette cycle because it hope feels not. like there is. I a... hope not. She just followed me. I know. You think there's like there's like a a chore wheel at seventeen, and Anna's like, who keeps putting me on top? Why is it always me? <laughs> <laughs> Someone else needs to go the cycle. I just want to work and do my job. I'm very good at my job. A woman. I have letters to the editor to write every month. <laughs> my favorite conspiracy theory ever. We need to look. We need to look at the letters to the editor that Anne Choquette wrote for Seventy Magazine during this time. And are they all referencing like an irritating friend that I had to deal with? <laughs> Also, I will say this. If we, it's so hard to get along with that colleague. <laughs> I, if Alexander and all of us, but specifically Alexander, wasn't an Anne stand before, I know you became with it, became one when Anne Choquetta Marjorie was like, I think she's just a little condescending. She oh. is. She is condescending. <laughs> I was like, uh, you want to be Paulina Alexander, but I I'm think really you're Anne Choquette. <laughs> you're Anne Choquette. Because I'm also just good at my job and I sometimes don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really resent that the show is trying to make me agree with Nigel, but he's the only one who is defending Annalie, and so I have to. And stands Annalie. Yes, but of of the recurring panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm also surprised. I mean, look, we know Paulina just hates her. I'm uh-huh. just kind of surprised Miss J doesn't like her. I think Miss J has other fish to fry. I yeah. think also, I think, honestly, Miss J does like Annalie, but also is so close with Paulina that he feels the need to like back her up. Yeah. Mm. I also think Miss J is more on the Sam train. Mm. Yeah. What did Tyra actually say? <gasps> and they were discussing Marjorie and we heard this new personality. I'm just not sure. I've never so badly wanted to know what Tyra actually said. There was also, th- there was also ADR on Sam's photo. They've sped up the ADR as though they were running out of time. Yeah. I noticed that too. It was weird. It was very strange. So then at the end, a private panel. <laughs> Tyra says that she just wants to tweak McKee's joke lips and be. And that was when I wrote, Does Anne hate Tyra? Yes. <laughs> Anne shook its soul, leaves her body. <laughs> Anne went. I thought we're all still working, right? We're <laughs> You're all you're all seeing this, right? It's not just what fever dream am i in i'm on the clock she pulls out her laptop i'm working all the time (laughs) y'all do you ever have that friend that just goes into a weird baby voice and (laughs) says about people that they have unflattering characteristics florals for spring (laughs) (laughs) anyway here's why orange is the color for winter (laughs) and then only post annalise picture from that shoot (laughs) and then Uh, tyra does a head swivel for after we have reached a decision and then we haven't talked about it enough how come tyra in so many episodes now when she gets to the we have reached a decision thrust both arms to her sides and like covers the rest of the judges i don't know 
it's almost as if her version and i know top model came first but at this point yeah. maybe drag race was on that it was like the silence clap clap it's almost like her version of that but tyra just holds everyone else back from finishing the marathon <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's how a horse race works yeah <laughs> that, that that horse in the in the lead puts the jockey it up. the jockey lets go of the reins oh. and it's just her, it's her new method of copying a feel of nigel All right, call out order they have to give it to Annalie. They, they just to. can't not. Yeah. And I'm so glad that Annalie got a first call out finally. Then McKee. I would have bought him to honestly maybe eliminated and I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah. And she didn't I do would, well you, the challenge you, either. You would you would have both put her in the bottom too, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it would have been Sam and McKee. Me too. Yep. Like Marjorie, Marjorie won the challenge and had a good photo. And then you could theoretically argue of sending Sam home. Yeah. Between you I, think I, I think I probably would have ended up as much as I love her. I think I probably would have ended up sending Sam home because they can't stand her at panel. Yeah, that's true. Can't. That's true. And actually, they keep yeah. that same note over and over again. Actually, yeah, I'm really surprised Sam didn't go home this episode. You would think from Tyra's summation, summation well, that she was about to. Yep. When she says one minute she's a jittery mess and sings gibberish is what's in the captions. Mm, accurate. It's not Which, not what it was. And then with a couple of notes has turned into almost. A mute? Almost boring. What? Where? Nope. This three levels of Marjorie was so ridiculous. I just, you did this to her. You've tried to please us so much. You've lost the essence of you. Barf. (sighs) Full barf. Marjorie leaves. Tells Sam, hey, you're not going to win this competition. Marjorie leaves, but only after Tyra forces double hugs on the person who least wants a hug from Yeah. Ty- not since Naima has anyone not wanted a hug. <laughs> she wants to go over and give that hug to Anna Lee. <laughs> Let her get over to that hug. Even all my hugs. <laughs> then when Tyra does her like spastic movements, what what are you doing? Those got offensive. Yes, they yes. did. <laughs> and not Marjorie. Marjorie has a very specific way of moving that was not that. Yeah, it's it's elbows and hands up. Gerbil. <laughs> it's so consistent. And then I love the symbolism because it's so true of long crying hug with Annalie and then double hug for Mickey and Sam. It's like, and you're my second place buds. Bye. Hey. <laughs> I actually found it really funny and cute when Marjorie goes, you know, I couldn't find that balance, which is funny because I'm a Libra. Like, that's, a, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> She seems, uh, we've seen a bunch of different versions of Marjorie. This is the best, best version. <laughs> best Marjorie. Marjorie is one of those people when there is no pressure is probably so much better. Yes. Yeah. Just so much better. And who among us isn't? But like, yeah. it really affected her clearly. And then the fade out removes the outlier model. Yeah, we've never had a collage so clustered. And I thought, <laughs> oh, they're going to recenter it. No, no, no. Oh, no. They don't. <laughs> they don't recenter. Nope. So Marjorie Conrad. Not what I was expecting. Yeah is mostly a filmmaker now and had a lot of, has a completely shaved head now, still brown hair. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she kind of kept her makeover, which is interesting. Um, You'll see a lot of the- Second makeover. Yeah, that's true. You'll see a lot of the girls in this cycle actually kept a version of their makeover, which I find interesting. She's most known for her film in 2016, Chemical Cut, which is- where she plays herself, Irene, a 23-year-old artistic misfit, pursues a modeling career to escape her dead-end retail job, but is quickly disillusioned by the cutthroat nature of the Los Angeles fashion world. Searching for identity and a kindred spirit, 
while surrounded by competition absurdity and so many nude bras, Irene <laughs> flounders until a mysterious woman's performance ignites her imagination. Um, and it's apparently really good. It got into slam dance. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she was one of the only two female directors accepted in the 2016 narrative feature lineup. Wow. And she's she I can't I didn't look up too much, but she also has a 2020 film and she on Wow Presents has an interview with James St. James. Oh, which is really cool. And they talk about, oh, you know, we're old friends and we also did this together because she also worked at World of Wonder for a year. Wow. And what's fascinating, watch this interview with her and James St. James because it is really fun and she is still very much quintessentially what we know of as Marjorie, but she really has refined like, it. Not yeah, found that Grown up. found that Libra balance, polished mm-hmm. it a bit. Yeah, it it'll make you really like her, and I appreciate that we can see the growth and maturity. And you can look up a lot about her films and other things like that, but that's almost exclusively what she does now. She does some acting as well. I mean, clearly she's in her own film, uh, but director is kind of the path, and we haven't had as many people kind of go into that no. afterwards. So that was really. Interesting. And I think she does kind of have that artistic side to herself that we saw little bits of. So I will say I shit on Marjorie a lot. She wasn't I didn't hate her. I didn't I I just found her very frustrating Mm. because she also was so good at modeling. When they flashed through her portfolio at the end of the episode, I was like, this is a really impressive body work on top model. I'm gonna say it. I think cycle eleven, the portfolios of the top like seven or eight jocelyn sheena lauren brie marjorie P- and i'll give it to a lot of alinas mm-hmm. like we have impressive portfolios this was a well cast group yeah. in terms of actual modeling ability in my opinion yeah yeah i i hate that i hate the one argument that she really became the center of but so much of that was the show giving her permission to do that instead of actually helping her work through these nerves because the show never really actually wanted her to work through these nerves. They wanted to judge her on them and find them cute at the same time. But I do think there was, there was a core of her that was fun and interesting that never really got the chance to come out because of her own nerves and because of the little box that the show wanted to keep her in. And I'll be honest, I would have been really interested to have allowed her one more episode and to seen what she would have done with the cover girl photo and ad. Yeah. I would have been interested. I would have been interested. As Mm -hmm. we said, she deserved a a spot in that grouping. Yeah. From this episode. I think so. And if you think we deserve a spot in the next episode, you should rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. We love your hot takes, your iced tea. Uh, You can also go to podleadup.com and send us an email or put something in our P.O. box. Slip it in. Yeah, and upcoming soon, we're going to have our second mailbag episode. We're actually recording it today, but it will be released, you know, a week or two after this episode. We're very excited. Thank you again for, I mean... Uh, this time it was an overwhelming amount, and I can't wait for us all to discuss. You can find me anywhere at Yet Charming. Come say hi on Instagram at Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm on Twitter at JW Crump. And be sure to use the hashtag PodLeadup anytime you post so that we can see it. And maybe Anne Choquette will follow you from that. Who knows? Maybe she's now following the PodLeadup hashtag too. <laughs> Y'all know I'm going to buy her book, right? Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Absolutely. So for PodLeadup, I have been Alexander Price. I'll be Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm J.W. Crump. And we'll see you on top. 
Podolitum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10x10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders.